Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Liberated Mind Show. We're your host, James, and I'm Kay. Today, uh, we're going to take the show in a different direction. Uh, we're just going to yield to the left and we're going to take a look at Philly violence. This is episode 29. So we're just going to sound off on um, the violence that's going on in Philadelphia in the year 2021. Yeah, um, yeah. This, like, like Kay said, this is gonna be formatted differently because I just we we both feel like we just need to um, speak on this because it's uh, it's important. Um, you know, starting last year, it's it's just been too much violence, gun violence, murders, even just other crimes like robberies and carjackings and um. Is really getting out of hand, and then something something has to be done, man. Like we gotta start speaking up on this stuff. I, I know it's always cool and trendy to speak up when white cops uh, murder us and stuff like that, but my sense of violence is happening, and you know, in our communities and just getting killed and killing each other, man. It's like. You can't sit back and be quiet about it. Like we got, we got to speak up on that too. We got to, um, you know, try to implement some that will, like, hopefully shift the gears and you know change people's thought patterns so they won't be so quick to just want to pull a gun out and just take a life. Like we got, we got to learn how to start valuing each other's lives and our own lives as well. Facts. Mm. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's a great way of um, addressing this. Is like, like you said, it's not. Yeah, we we're becoming almost numb to a sense of the violence that it sometimes may feel as though we overlook what's going on outside of the hands of when the police is murdering us but like i said um we just want to flip that flip that camera around and just say hey look look this is what's going on because it's it's becoming it's literally a daily occurrence literally become to that it's come to that point whereas before it would be more or less a weekend thing but now um i mean there's so many different instances so many just from the headlines that I can recall, like um, I remember out in, in West a couple of weeks ago, there was a situation with um, a female. She got into it with somebody and there were two females that got into it. And then one female went and I guess got a dude and he came back and he, he, he killed the other female, shot her in the head. And the thing is like, there used to be the streets used to I know people always have different sayings when it comes to the streets, but the streets did used to have some type of some rules people would abide by. And kids and women was always, you know, that's a no-no. But I think the streets, the streets have not gotten to the point to where it's like there are no rules. I mean, I mean, it's like they're saying honor amongst these. People say, well. 
that's like a double negative. How can you have honor amongst thieves or whatever? But there's all there's always codes mm-hmm. within crime organizations. There's codes in the prison systems. There's codes, but um, now the, the lies have been blurred, and and it's like women and children, especially children. I can't recall how many um how many times we were hearing of children like literally babies being shot three month old babies shot in the leg or whatever it's to the point where there's still no arrest being made nobody's speaking up on it and it's like all right we we as a people we have to we have to do something about this we need to take it back to okay we say there's no snitching. We know what that no snitching code is about. But what about for the civilians who live amongst, you know, who live amongst the wolves? At this point, I know we're concerned with our safety as well, but it's like, who? how are they going to be held accountable? At, at some point, I was even thinking, all right, maybe we need to start having the nation patrol our blocks, patrol our streets, patrol our neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I know that I know that element of fear is still there. And I'm not saying nobody should be concerned. Of course, to hell with that. You got to be concerned about the safety, not only yourself, the safety of your family. But what what is our what are we going to put in, into motion to start letting them know like, hey, we, we getting fed up with this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, yeah, you're definitely right. Um, yeah, cause I see, like you, like you were talking about the nation. I see the work that they do in Cali. Mm-hmm. Like they, they be out there like real active in the streets, and the dudes and the, the gangs respect them. Mm-hmm. So when they come through, the gangs they can call, they can make the Bloods and the Crips have a truce. Exactly. No problem. Like no violence or whatever. So I'm like. Why wouldn't that work here? Why why wouldn't they be able to come into Philly and do something similar? Like it seems like now that code that you talk about, it went to the wayside because at one point it was meant it was yeah, they were out here, you know, doing whatever on the streets. But there were men out here who stood for at least something. Mm. Now we got, you know, trigger happy, emotional boys out here that just, you know, anything can set them off. The first thing they want to do is grab a gun. Like it's no, there's no straight up, no boxing, no one-on-ones that don't happen because they, you know, they got that fragile ego. First thing they want to do is take people out. You know, just was it earlier this week? People pulled up and shot eight people. That was up Broad Nani. The depot, yep. And I'm mm. like, broad daylight. Like, I'm sure he wasn't aiming for eight people. It was probably one of those people in the crowd, but you saw them and you reacted. Like, are you serious? Like, does everything have to be finite and have a final decision to it? Like, why, why can't things be like, 
handled in a different way? Why can't you take it away from crowds and stuff like that? Why does everything have to be so, you know, got to do it right now? Can't think about nothing. Like we talked about this on previous episodes, like that emotional response versus the logical. Like if you, if people take more time to think, you know, different actions can be taken and then also better results can happen. Like I'm just, you know, I'm sick and tired, man. Like of seeing like murders just every day. Like every single day, like this, this is, is, is just getting out of hand. And it's like, what, what can we do as a people to like try to curb this or try to, you know, instill some kind of something into these people that's out here just with like rec- being reckless? How can we how can we kind of you know rear them in and try to you know settle their heart, man? Because they 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 need something that they that they haven't been getting their whole lives or whatever, and now they they want running around heartless with no care, and like we got we got to instill that like we got to. We gotta we gotta make our lives matter to all of our people. Our lives mattering has to be a priority. It has to, it has to be like, yeah, we want we want the cops to stop shooting us, and we want our lives to matter to them too. But they're not going to see our lives mattering until we see it. That's just that's how I feel about that. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that a thousand percent. And I think I think I think what I think like one of the biggest issues as to why this this conversation um people are hesitant to have this conversation is because when we address this issue, when we want to speak on it, this is what those uh, detractors use anytime police officers are, you know, committing crime and murdering unarmed, unarmed black men. They like to say, well, what about uh, the quote unquote black on black violence? They like to, they like to um, defer to that. Whereas we're talking about all violence, but a criminal is going to be a criminal Regardless, police officers are supposed to uphold the law. So that's why we speak on it, because at least guess what? We we can hold you accountable. We should be able to hold you accountable because um, our tax dollars paying for you. So that's why. We that's why you don't see uh, spoken on as prominently as it is, as it as it needs to be, because it, it does need to be addressed because. Once we can solve that, can't I don't think there's anything we can't resolve after that. Because we that means we we working in unison to um 
to address, you know, dire issues that's going on. Um, I was just, I was just um, scrolling through on the um, on the net the other day, and even in like in the hip hop world, this is outside of Philly, but there's an Alabama rapper. I think I don't know if he was like a local talent or if he's on the mainstream level because I don't really listen to new school like that. So forgive me if I don't know, but apparently the rapper name I think is Honeycomb. And I guess he had his ops figured they couldn't get to him. So they went to basically his family, like his grandmother's house, set the house on fire and like took out his family members. And it's like, even that is a code that people would not violate. You know what I'm saying? It would take something very drastic for somebody to say, you know what? I can't get to you. I'm going to get your family. Like something like heinous. But this is this is like, like even like an organized crime, people, like how people always speak about. It's funny how when um, when the mainstream speaks on the, the mafia, they give them prestige at the same time, but they're crime families, they're crime mob. They're terrorists like any other organization or drug dealer in the neighborhood, but they always give them that that little buffer for some reason. And they see it in a respectful way. We seem like the offspring having reality TV shows, Gotti boys, things of that nature. Um, I'm going somewhere with this. Don't think I'm just going in circles, but I, I'm, I'm saying all that to say it's these, these crime mobs and these organizations, they, they all would follow a set of rules. You can't touch such and such without going through here. It was like a, um, a hierarchy. And if you look at movies, any type of movies or even any type of shows, I don't know, Jay, you, you familiar with uh, that show power? You ever get into that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So peep it. Any, anytime you had these organizations, you know, it's the typical, you have the Latin gangs, then you'll have the Italian gangs, what they'll just call mafia. Apparently they, they have to be mafia rather than gang. But, and then you have black. They'll just say black. Who's is, which out of all those gangs, which is the one that's the most unorganized and the people never follow chain of command and they just can't pull shit off and they make them look the least intelligent. But, and, and this is why. What we see going on today, this is exactly why. Mm. It's because it's like we have a problem. When I say we, I'm just speaking necessarily skin at this point. I'm not saying we as in values we share together. So we have an issue with paying dues because even if you're doing something which isn't deemed um legal and that's a whole nother discussion illegal versus illegal it doesn't necessarily mean moral morally good mm-hmm. but we have we have these people in these positions to where they can't even follow something like within an illegal organization they can't even 
still go through the, the hierarchy and the proper chain of command, shit will fall apart and shit will be chaos. And that, that seems to be what's going on all the time. You have the young knuckleheads who don't want to pay their dues. Like in Belly. Remember the movie Belly? Mm-hmm. What did he say? He said, first, you got to learn to break the weed and you roll it up. That's where you're going to start. You're just not going to jump into to what we're doing. This is where you got to pay your dues and do that. And they never want to sit up there, pay their dues. You have to sit back, look at how everything's done. It's not just jump into action. And I think this is a problem that uh, plagues that plagues the community in a sense. And that's why we have this chaos everywhere, even to the point where civilians are now snitches. They'll say a civilian's a snitch. And it's, for those who don't know, a civilian is somebody who's not involved. All of this is somebody who lives in a neighborhood and they're not involved in the crime life. Mm-hmm. What do you have to do? A civilian is a person who's waking up, going to work, doing things by the book, essentially, and may happen to be a victim of circumstance, victim of the environment. And if something occurs to them or a loved one, they can't even seek justice in the more legal way they're supposed to go out and seek justice because they're labeled a snitch and now their family's um, at risk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, actual snitches have they have the feds on their side protecting them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it it's done intentionally because that, that last part I just brought up about how if somebody is an informant, they're basically a federal government. They work for the federal government. They're a federal agent and they're being looked out. So people know we don't want this person near near us. It's got too much heat, and we know what comes with that. Mm-hmm. So people won't even pursue them because they want to stay far away from that person because they know, oh, they got eyes on them. Yeah. But the minute we label the snitch in the neighborhood, our family's at risk. It's not even about us because some people are willing to take that risk when it evolves in, but it's like, yo, I can't do that to my family. I ain't going to put them in jeopardy. Therefore, I didn't see nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think I think that also has to do with why this shit isn't resolved because I think it's intentionally set up that way. Because if these people are aware, hey, we have a potential witness in the neighborhood, we're going to keep them protected. This is what we're going to do with their family. You know what I mean? So it's just it's just too many too many variables in the situation. But it, it, we have to have a starting point. Yeah. Starting point. No, you're definitely right about that. Um like that whole I wanna I wanna piggyback on that whole snitching thing. It's like um someone that isn't that's not involved in a criminal lifestyle or anything like that, they're not a snitch. If they report a crime, they're reporting a crime as a citizen because that's what that's what it's supposed to happen. Somebody inside of that crime world, if they choose to turn, you know, state's witness or whatever you they want to call it, that's a snitch. 
because they're actually involved in that lifestyle. They chose to be in that lifestyle, but now they're choosing to tell on everything that they've participated in to get a lesser charge or even to be not charged at all. Exactly. So that's that's we gotta we gotta definitely clarify that. But um we we do need like a um a starting point where I don't know, we, we need like some kind of programs and something something implemented because I know like this this whole uptick in violence it's it's tied into like you know COVID the shutdown the lockdowns and everything like it's they they they're going hand in hand it's like I don't know if it's like the hopelessness has increased because people are out of work I don't know if it's the quarantine that's you know like like uh, Kay said to me a little earlier like the quarantine maybe getting to people's uh, mental mm-hmm. you know it could be different factors but this pandemic is affecting people in different ways. And unfortunately, it's making violence and crime increase. Mm. If it's people desperate, that's why there's a lot of robberies, a lot of carjackings, because people are desperate. They don't know where the next meal or how they're going to provide for their families because things are on lockdown. And then the people that's is going out killing people. These these are people who probably already had mental health things going on, and this just pushed them over the edge. Right, and it's causing it to happen more so than usual. And like, I don't. It's just we got to make like mental health programs that's in place to help people we got to make we got to normalize that we got to normalize programs that help people find you know some kind of job or some kind of training that can keep them occupied and give them um perspective of a possible new life that they they never even picture for themselves before a lot of people live and die by statistics they'll they'll live and die by what they think they're supposed to be and never even look at what they could be Mm. and it is unfortunate and it leads to this this feeling of not valuing yourself and not valuing others that look like you and it's like we this this can't keep happening because when people that's not even involved in that that street life are are the ones that's being hurt or killed, and this is including kids, women, elderly people, and just any civilian that's not involved in that life at all. Like this is this it gotta stop. Like it's it's not okay. Like if if something doesn't happen soon, man, it's gonna be like a state of emergency. And you know what happens when it's a state of emergency? They're gonna lock. They're gonna lock things down. They're gonna send it to the national guard. 
And at that point, they could they could have free reign and do whatever. Nobody nobody wants that because of a, a few bad apples. Then we all we all gonna have to be going through this, going through checkpoints, right? Things like that, like it's and for what? It's all senseless. I'm sure that the the issues that's causing people to get killed, I'm sure that it could have been resolved without a gun needing to be involved. There was a time where if you had an issue with somebody, you would have a fair one, one one-on-one, fight it out, and then after y'all fought it out, it'd be squashed. Right. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why things went away from that. I don't know if people scared to get hit or they just don't know how to fight. But this whole first thing you want to do is grab a gun and the first thing you want to do is kill somebody. I don't I don't I don't know why that's okay. I don't even know what what goes through somebody's mind that makes them think that they have that power to take a life. Right. Do they even know what life is? Exactly. It's, um, like you said, I think, yeah, I think it's both of what you said. They're afraid to get hit. They can't fight. And I think they're afraid of becoming the next viral video, honestly. Because you, you, anybody's on social media, you know there's an abundance of fight videos. And people like to share those because people like drama. So somebody doesn't want to become the next meme, the next the viral video, I guess. But um it's it's um it's a trip to say the least. Everything that you said, yeah, the the COVID people probably thought that all right, if people have to stay home, you're gonna have a less um less I guess murder. I can't say less crime because scams went up like crazy with COVID. Yeah. But um yeah, you would definitely think that the murder rate would have been one thing. You know domestic violence would increase, but you would assume that the murder rate would would dwindle. But at the same time, I think people go stir crazy. And that's literally what's occurring. And then we have, like we said, with the, with what's trendy, got a lot of people like on, on a bunch of pills and stuff mm-hmm. to where they ain't even thinking like themselves. And that's why we have these situations. But so, so our our question is, how what can we do to try and get the wheels moving? Like what what suggestions could there be outside of the norm of well, you got to call the police or. I can't even think of anything beyond that because that's the that's the one they always preach. What can we do as people 
living under siege. What what is it we can do to to improve our situation? Because it's obviously our problem. It's not their problem. Because the gun violence is affecting us more at a greater rate, I'll say, at a greater rate than it does with them. And that's another thing. It's like um, when we have any type of gunshot victims, but that's it, it's all it's automatically addressed. It's all automatically categorized to being um, the first thing they're going to do is say it's drug related. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Regardless of the circumstance, they're just going to assume that like I. One of my older cousins, I remember years ago, he was out in Baltimore. He was literally just helping. He seen a, a young couple. I remember this. I was in high school. I was in high school. And he's like, yo, I was just thinking of you. He's like, yo, I was just thinking, like, what if that was you or, like, your friend? You was walking with your girlfriend. And y'all just needed a ride. So he pulled over. They were looking for a ride. He pulled over to take them to the destination. And they had a nice conversation. Like I said, this was in Baltimore. By the time he dropped them, the girl said, thank you. They got the car. The guy, oh, yeah, thanks. Next thing you know, as he's getting out the car, he put a gun to my cousin's head. And then told him to run his pockets. And... My cousin grabbed for the gun. They struggled, ended up shooting him, and I'm right in the um, artery, femoral artery in his leg, oh my and was able to, 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 you know, gas the car. But the police, the police came there. They, they said it was a drug deal going bad. And anybody that know my cousin know it ain't. He ain't into drugs. He live a, he live a legit life. You know what I'm saying? But that's automatically what Baltimore Police Department, and they never pursued it. That's crazy. So we 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 have situations, whereas, like I said, people who are victims of gun violence, they they don't even feel comfortable with seeking that help afterwards because of the stigma of, oh well, this is what it was. Ain't no way this person wasn't into something. Oh, you live in this zip code? Nah, that's exactly why. Yeah. So it's like, like I said, there's more elements. There's outside elements, and it's just not what we see. What we see on the news every night. So it's like, who else can we get involved to take care of our situation? Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's so layered. I mean, people want to make it sound like it's a simple fix. And I don't, yeah, they could bring it. Guess what? That's one thing that that old boy was was talking about. Number 45 always would talk about. I remember when he was running. I can take care of Chicago problem. And but he said he could take care of it overnight. I remember he he kept spouting bullshit. He ain't do shit. Shit got worse. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even want to bring him up. But I was just saying, that's what he mentioned. And then one of his solutions was, oh, I'll just bring the um, National Guard. National, I don't believe National Guard can do anything. All National Guard is going to give access to larger guns. <laughs> Honestly, that's all that's going to happen. 
Yeah. So it's like, like I said, I just think just there's layers to this, and our starting point is gonna have to come from within the community. We're gonna have to go back to like how the Black Panthers used to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Community outreach and community programs. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we got to begin. We just got to start respecting one another to the point where we know this person is respected. We're not messing with them. That's trouble. We're not going against what they say. Because, like I say, in their communities, when they have those, um, what are those Red Beret people called? Something angels, whatever the hell they call Guardian angels. Yeah, they have their guardian angels. They have their their mafia bosses. They straight up tell them, you can touch this, you can't touch that. We need to have our people who who, who do live that lifestyle, they need to start setting, putting rules and holding people accountable. Because when you have them wild cards just shooting up the place, eventually that's just going to hit home. And that's what I think people forget. Yeah. So I think that needs to be a starting point. It has to be our community. We have to start. We have to we have to bring it like how it was, man. It comes full circle. Yeah. Oh, you're right about that. And I wanted to just give a um a shout out to one program that's been going on. Um, sister um Kendra, me and Kay um collaborated with her before. Um, some on the program, but um, yeah, she created a good program called Year Philadelphia, and it basically targets um teenagers from age thirteen to nineteen who have either witnessed or been engaged in violence, and it um helps to give them knowledge and you know turn turn their life around. So programs like this, you know, can potentially save people from going down that path where they potentially could have killed someone. Mm. This is, uh, this is an offering uh, alternative. So this is like programs like this. We need, we need more of that. Like right now, this program is targeting like West and Southwest Philly. Okay. So hopefully eventually that, you know, branches out and goes to other parts of, um, Philadelphia, but programs like this that teach like conflict resolution and other important skills like that, I think that's needed because a lot of people don't know how to resolve conflicts mm-hmm. without going to the extreme. Like most people not trying to even talk talk things out. Right. Even even people that's not involved in the street life. You'll see people in our community, they'll be quick to start cursing each other out, but not really getting to the root of the problem or trying to resolve the conflict, which can ultimately escalate. Like why why does why do things have to go from zero to a hundred all the time? Why can't it go from zero to ten and then back down to zero? Because you found an alternative way to handle a problem. And now that the problem is resolved, you can go about your own ways and just, you know, you can all, you can respect people. 
You don't have to like each other, but just have respect. I think that's missing. Mm-hmm. Just respecting one another. Like we need to get back to that. Yeah. Respect. Yeah, you you right on with that because um, if we respecting one another, ain't no ain't no need for violence. Plain and simple. It's like, all right, I don't I don't mess with dude, but um, he respect me. He ain't getting disrespectful with me, so everything's straight. And it don't take it don't take nothing to respect somebody, honestly. Yeah, just giving somebody like they do diligence like okay I may not agree with you on this step term or I know I've got my problems with you but you stay out of my way I stay out of your way everything's cool but it's um what what I what I do like is what you brought up it's like your approach is okay let's develop programs that will address stuff from the rip before it even gets to that point where this person becomes, they commit, you know, a crime, they commit a murder, and then you're sitting up there trying to rehabilitate them. Let's try and take care of it before this happens. Let's give them other outlets, ways to deal with their anger, ways to direct their anger into something that's um, conducive to, something positive you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's um yeah i think a lot of the times we need to be proactive instead of reactive because if you're being reactive that means something's already occurred yeah and yeah the, we have these programs in place like i seen this um i shared this it was some little short, you know how people put little short stories on Facebook. I seen one. It was with this um principal. Apparently a student was being disruptive and wouldn't take his hoodie off. Principal had called him down. Principal spoke with him. Come to find out why the boy was didn't want to take the hoodie off because he didn't have a haircut. So the principal got the boy a haircut. He got him a haircut. The boy's behavior changed. He listened and everything was straight. And I mean, it was it was trying to highlight what leadership is about. And I bring that up to say, if this would have just been the usual, you know, this, he just don't want to listen. And the principal didn't want to hear him out. It was just, all right, we're going to suspend you or we're going to expel you then what monster are you building from that point on? Because now you have some kid who's like, you know what? I have no voice. I can't even express. And I think that's what it is. People want to be heard. And then we don't have, sometimes we don't have the right people who are in the leadership position. So therefore it makes that situation worse. And then we're creating, we're creating the very beings in the neighborhood we don't want because we know 
they become so numb to the point where they feel as though they're not wanted. You know what I mean? That they, they feel this is the only way. Okay. Nobody heard me then. They hear me now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I like your approach with, all right, these are the programs, the programs such as Yeah Philly. We have these programs in place to where, like you said, they, they take that head on and they say, they, this is what we can do. Because guess what? If we can reach this person, we don't know who this kid can influence, you know, from that point on. So at that point, it becomes contagious, so to speak. And yeah, these programs, there needs to be more funding into these programs instead of more funding into locking people up. Because if I'm putting all my money into housing facilities, a.k.a. prisons, because that's all they're doing. They're not really rehabilitating. They're just housing people. So if we're putting money into building more of these, hmm, well, what's going to pay for it? You have to fill these places. So if the intent is, you know what? I'm not going to put any attention into grooming this person to become a good person or to have goals in mind. It's just going to let them go wayward, let them mess up, and boom, we throw them there. That seems like what, what, what's what been going on the, the last, I don't know. It's been going on, but it just seems like it's more prominent now, and I think we're starting to see the direct effects of things that we've spoken on in the past, like that um, 94 crime bill. I mean, if you do the math, you know what I'm saying? Mm. 94 crime bill up to now, it it, it, it that's the trend. That's the trend. So if we start putting money into these types of programs where they are, will address people's emotional, I, I don't know how to word it properly, but basically we're, we're investing in, we're investing in the kid's future. As cliche as it sounds, trying to point them in a, good direction like you said then we won't have to worry about so much violence but right now it's like it's difficult i don't know how we can make an immediate impact maybe it's maybe it's something that can't be taken care of just like that but that starting point i'm i'm with you 100 percent. 100 percent. yeah definitely um Yeah, we just we got we gotta do something. Like you said, that, that starting point. We got we gotta start somewhere. Um I don't even know what more we can say, man. It's like Yeah. We all know that something needs to be done. But we can't slack on it. With programs like yeah, Philly. Um they got Philly ceasefire and, you know, things like that. But, like, I don't know. It's like, I guess we, we just, we need everybody listening just to, you know, start thinking about that. Like, what what can we all do as individuals to start curbing this thing and, you know, Making making 
people value our lives and value each other and just, you know, find that respect again. Right. Like, what what can we all do? So, yeah, that, that was, a, you know, another episode of the Liberated Mind show. Um, like Kay says, it was, it was a little different, but we felt like this was important and we just needed to sound off on it. So, um, you know, keep the discussion going. Um, as always, we welcome all feedback. And until next time, you know, just keep your head up and stay safe out there. Peace and love. Peace and love.